Star Star Yeah, yeah, y'all already know, y'all already know. Seven the pants, seven the pants. That dude fits on the beats, on the beat. Yeah, yeah. We live in entertainment, entertainment. Sound change, sound change, sound change. Crown the king, crown the king, crown the king. This is where it get ill. About to have a tip off live as a tip drill. From the court to the diamond to the track to the big skin flying round the fields. Hard and five forever keeping it real. If it matters in the world of sports, world of sports, teams and long sleeves, they taking no shorts. So hot the depo, yes. These other sports podcasts live as a pro's course. This market wave is starting five goes off, goes off. No matter who you cheer for, emotions out the window. They analyzing with clear thoughts, clear thoughts. They take it way deeper than the boys ever for. No longer got any use for the four letters The latest news, score stats in the view from the sideline Ain't no guideline, it's just the truth, just the truth yeah. No need to dig for a part in line It's always in season to people start five, start five We going in on three, run the baseline, start five, get it We got what you we need, got what you need. the sports news you see We don't waste time, we talking cause we live it. We got what you we need, got what you yeah. need. We going in on three, run the baseline, start five, get it We got what you we need, got what you need. And y'all know me, seven sign, I'm the illest cat stick. I got what you need. I got what you need. I got what you need. Hi, that's how I'm saying hi to everybody who claims to support but ain't here. People talking a lot of shit nowadays. This your boy, the mayor, that DJ named Ace Five. Your mom's favorite fat guy. All the way from sunny Africa today. And we're back. I told y'all if y'all wanted to find me, I'm going to be here. But we'll get into how we're feeling in a minute. I've been pointing correctly recently, despite the ashy hands. To my yes, have. right. Yes, you have. I've been, I've been noticing that. That's pretty good on your part. You're getting the left and right now. <laughs> what up, y'all? How y'all doing? As uh, my partner said on this sunny, crisp November day, uh, shout out to y'all. How y'all doing? Hope y'all having a good time getting ready for this holiday week uh, coming up. Stuffing your faces. Celebrating uh, the emancipation of the American Indian. <laughs> Happy smallpox and- day. <laughs> And to the bottom of me, coming from the Lone Star State, making oh, no, no, he's 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 out there in Texas today, right? Am I right? Yep. Yeah, yes, that is oh. correct. Bris, brisket, gods and guns, man. Yeah, brisket. <laughs> <laughs> What's good, oh, good man? What's good, man? Uh, I saw what you guys are gonna talk about this week. I, I. I can. It, it's like y'all sent the smoke signal or some sort. I can, you know. I just, I just it was, smelled it. Was it, in the air. it was calling. It was calling. It was. I couldn't help myself. I'm like, I'm like. I hope I don't get myself in trouble or burn more bridges than I've already burnt in life. So, but I, I, I had to jump on, you know. So I had to vent. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey! I, hey, I, you I burn like bridges. It's the, weekend, it's the weekend of venting, so. There you go. Yeah. You burn bridges to light the path before you, brother. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I've repaired some of those bridges over the years, but you know, I, I've the thing about bridge burning is you you got to accept to pay the price. I and I say that as someone 
was had to repair bridges professionally at, at some point in my life. I, you know, when you're in your 20s, a hothead, you think, hey, man, I'll figure it out. And then as you get older, you're like, oh, you remember you figured that. it out. <laughs> oh, no, it, it's not even it's not even figured it out. It's like, oh, you heard about that. Oh, no, that wasn't oh. meant for you. Yeah. You know what that walks me into, Ed? Because we could talk about this briefly, being the wrestling heads that we are. Um, bridge burning by way of sending shots at people in other companies or sending shots at other companies from the quote-unquote biggest not even we can't even call them a wrestling company because they don't even call their wrestlers wrestlers no more. They're called superstars. But there are people now out on their ass, uh, unfortunately, due to more cuts from the WWE. And again, it was bridge burning. Like we could think of Adam Shear, aka Braun Strowman. Like he sent a lot of shots at a lot of people at one time, but. I don't wish bad on him. Like I, I want to see him get on his feet. We just seen uh, the the brother Top Dollar from uh, Hit Row talking shit about oh we cutting promos and yada 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 real promos and this that and the third. The whole Hit Row gets cut. So many other people get cut. Yet there's plenty of people who still have yet to get cut. Ed, but Bridge Burn. Can Bridge I ask you a real quick question about that? Are they, are, are, is the WWE uh, like hemorrhaging cash? Why are they cutting all these people all the time? They are, so, they are. Go ahead, Ed. So the rumor, there's rumors circulating, and you can take it with a grain of salt. Um, it might be up for sale soon, WWE. So that's one thing is that it may be up for sale. So with any any corporate entity that's up for sale, you got to cut the dead weight. You, gotta you got yeah, you got to sell off it. sell off your losses. Number, yeah. Number two. Even though they said they weren't keeping an eye on all elite wrestling, they obviously kept an eye on all elite wrestling because the, every hot independent talent, WWE just made them an offer they couldn't refuse. And then you ended up with a bloated roster. In, in, in playing keep away, they kind of hurt their bottom line a little bit. The pandemic did not help in that sense. You know, they, they started playing keep away, pandemic comes, and that changed everything for everyone. And so mm. a, co a combination of bloated contracts and, and trying to play keep away has caused this, these massive cuts, if you will. Okay. Um, I've never seen anything and, like that in, in that type of yeah, industry. Not, not to the scale. Not to the scale. Free agent, and, and that's the thing. I think we have a generation of wrestling fans that, you know, there was that 20-year stretch where it was, as, as Dan had mentioned, there was only WWE and that was it. You had Ring right. of Honor, you had Impact, but the big money, the big league, the gold standard, if you will, was WWE. It wasn't like that in the Attitude Era, the beloved Attitude Era um, that everyone loves, because you had ECW, who maybe they were hemorrhaging money on the low, but they had they were throwing money at people. You had right. Ted Turner and and WCW, and even before that, you had the territories. You know, you had the USWA, right. uh, you had the Tennessee territory, and the Florida yeah, and all the satellites. They had a bunch of satellites back then. Yeah, so it, it's. And this goes to the toxicity of which it's related to the topic to, to the toxicity of, of talk radio and, and podcasts and, and embrace debate. Um, we have a generation of people that aren't used to wrestling, having free agency and for mm. us older, for us older. So they're like, so you have people that are like, I'm brand loyal to WWE and I'm brand loyal to AEW. And, and I always say, I'm a wrestling fan. I'm not an AEW fan. I'm not a WWE fan. I'm a wrestling fan. 
Um, mm. But but the thing is, if you don't like WWE, if you don't like Disney, there are other, or you don't like Marvel Comics, there are now other entities, AW. Uh, I think Impact Wrestling has been doing some great stuff over the last couple of years. Uh, Ring of Honor, unfortunately, is not in the picture anymore. They've decided to go more of a GCW indie route. But New Japan is trying to re-expand back into the U.S. after the hotness of the Bullet Club. Um, I, I think they're doing some cool things on the horizon. Um, and, and so you're, you're seeing entities now that pick up some of this talent. Now, obviously, there's everything caps off at some point. You know, not everyone's going to be able right. to pick up. But... To Dan's point about bridge burning, you know, a guy like Ron Strowman came through the WWE system. He never had to do the indie stuff. I don't know about Top Dollar. I don't. I can't speak on him. But someone like him probably shouldn't have crapped on so many indie guys when they were indie guys because mm. you don't know how the which goes back to the bridge burning because now he's kind of pressed himself out. People are like, well, why do I want to work with this WWE guy? You know, right. I think I think Braun Strowman would be perfect for Impact Wrestling. I have a lot of matchups off the top of my head where I'm like, you know, that's entertaining. You know, um, mm -hmm. but you don't know you don't know who he pissed off. I've heard I've heard Karrion Cross, aka Killer Cross, is a bit of a bridge burner. Now, what's his situation going to be like now? I although he's so talented, um, he'll find a way. Maybe, he'll find someone will pick him up. Talent cream right. still rises to the top. If you're, and, and this is any sport, if you're good at what you do, people will put up with you, um, no matter what, until you stop generating Yeah, so I, like I said, I, I wish the best for these people who just got cut because uh, I mean, like, it's crazy. Like, the whole Hit Row team just signed a new contract. I mean, not the whole Hit Row team, BFAB, especially, specifically, just signed a new contract. They all got called up. That's where the talking shit about others being called up and stuff came into play via a tweet. And then a week, two weeks later, bye-bye. You know what I'm saying? But then I really feel bad for them specifically because after listening to uh, this national series radio uh, wrestling show that gets turned into a podcast, I listened to their interview on there. The company themselves wasn't doing shit with them behind the scenes and or was giving them leeways in certain things they were doing it but then questioning why they were doing it they were mm -hmm. doing certain things like writing like they they changed the song or something here and there everybody liked it then they canned it they were getting like 30 seconds to do little things here and there and they would can it or shorten Whatever they had to do. like So they were kind of getting shit on to the point of you're out the door. But then when you mentioned like the 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 overinflated roster, they said it was over now probably around 130-something people between 2020 till now that has been released from the WWE because wow. they were signing people just to keep them away from the hot new company that was on television. Wow. They didn't admit it. They didn't admit it, but everybody who was who follows professional wrestling sports entertainment saw that clear as day. And a lot of people, I think, in my opinion, a lot of those people took that shit for granted. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them took that for granted, like, oh, I made it. I'm here. I'm signed. I, I should be here forever. I'm going to have a nice, long career. Meanwhile, yes, a lot of them were getting paid their downside guarantees just to sit home. Just because 
they didn't want to see them on somebody else's airwaves. To your and mm. to your point, to your point, you know, someone like Bray Wyatt, the fiend, a, a big part of generating revenue is selling merch. A lot like a band, you have to, you know, the real money's in the merch. If I, I go to WWE shows all the time when they're in the New York City area, and you know, fiend merchandise, you would see little kids with the with the dolls. You would see little kids with the masks. You would see little kids with the gloves that said love and hate, whatever. I think it was uh, love, pain and love or whatever it was. And and so even when you were generating revenue, you know, if, if your contract was bloated, like in the Fiend's case, some say he was difficult. That's that that's subjective as someone who's been called difficult in the past. I, 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 I don't know what that is uh, like, you know, like in the sense, you know, being difficult could be speaking up for yourself. And, and but, Fiend, mm. Bray Wyatt is someone who is very into his art and his craft of what he's doing. And exactly. I can see him being quote unquote difficult, but even, but even him generating that all point, that money. On know, that point real quick, Ed, of the difficult part, that can be just BS that they throw out there after the fact because they don't want to see your vision or they don't want to do what you are requesting to do. He probably could have been one of the easiest and best people to work with. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's shit like Absolutely. that. That's, it's semantics sometimes. It's worth and, and sometimes, sometimes both can be true. Maybe Charlotte Flair is because it seems like she may be out the door soon. Maybe Charlotte Flair is difficult, but she also seems like type of woman who's not going to take your crap either. And if you're going to mess with her role or her position in the company, she's a flair. She's going to bite back, and and especially, so it's subjective. Especially when you've been telling her she is the greatest. She and let's keep it real with that word there. She just might be the single greatest woman wrestler out today. Like as far She's as ability, technical technical ability, how smooth she works in the ring, everything above. It's just the way the WWE portrays her is that her character just feels dry. And it's that old feeling of with Roman where they felt like the WWE was paused, was jamming us, jamming them down our throats. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they, it, it, they gave those vibes and the people hated that. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and so, yeah, you become difficult. You become hard to work with. You become a backstage cancer. Well, y'all fed this ego into that. And now y'all are mad that we are acting like that when we actually, we just might have earned that right. You know what I'm saying? Like, how many legends would be quote unquote perceived as difficult, hard to work with nowadays, Ed? If you know what I'm saying? Like, like most of them. Imagine like, Roddy, imagine Roddy Piper now. Roddy Piper see, was, was like that neutral anti hero now. He would excel. Especially because his mic skills were would crush any of these cats that are out there. That are out there. <laughs> right or wrong, Ed. Right or wrong. Absolutely, he would. He would probably <laughs> in today's era. But it's, look at someone like Hulk, look at look at someone who, with Hulk Hogan, where Ted Turner gave him complete creative control. So Hulk Hogan wasn't going to job unless Hulk Hogan wanted a job. And, and right. so you know. This isn't this is normal in the business when you feed somebody's ego and it's any business. Look, you know, Randy Moss had a huge ego. I think I love Randy Moss. But when you're being told you're great at an early age, LeBron's LeBron James was being called a king at the age of 15. Mm -hmm. Do you know how fast my head would be 
if that 15 yeah. you're calling me king, oh my god, I'd, I'd be the biggest prick on the planet. Just, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I, 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 I was not a good, like, oh man, I was, I was an arrogant nobody. Could you imagine me as a somebody? Good lord, hey, people learn the hallway, people learn the hallway. One last thing on the WWE. Did you see the Big E walk out Sean Porter last night uh, no, with Rhapsody in the I'm intro loving, walk? I'm loving this man's success. I thought that was dope. He, I'm loving his success because a lot, of, a lot of people were saying this New Day thing. I was one of those people saying, I don't know about this New Day thing, like positive power or positive power of positivity and and i realized it, it, it was a different version of of straight edge in a lot of ways uh power of positivity but it was look they they stayed themselves they stuck to their guns again they were quote unquote difficult but they stuck to their guns and they made it biggies now on espn walking out uh porter and he was on es uh, he was on espn plus for the um, msg fight he was doing the montages the vignettes for the, oh, I didn't and, know that. I love, yeah, yeah, for the uh, the last, yeah, for the last MSG fight, and, and so I, I love the success, especially a person of color in this business that in the past has had issues. I love watching his success and, and, and being that that he's crossing over and doing the Sean Porter fight. Man, that's awesome for him. I, that I was huge. That. that was huge because if people Talk didn't about, know who he was, they know who they he is now. now. I mean. Yeah, that was really that was really huge. I mean, it 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 gives my broken soul a little faith that there maybe there is power and positivity. Like I'm a I've always say I'm a broken I'm a broken soul, but like seeing his success, I'm like you know what that that gives me a light of hope that there's there's positive people out there that are actually rising to the top. So and the announcer you know gave what a it big is? shout out too. Yeah, you know what it is though. It's people like them though who's. He's he, Ed. We're familiar with the grind that he put in from from being before the new day, being a like the 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 bodyguard for uh uh what's his name? AJ. Huh? Dolph Ziggler or Dolph Ziggler yeah, and Dolph AJ Ziggler. Lee? Yeah, yeah. When he was Big E Langston and all of that. But this is when when you when you mentioned, did I see? This is what I thought you might have been talking about, TJ. Can y'all hear it? No. no. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Can y'all hear it? No, no. I, I can't hear oh, okay. it. I wasn't expecting okay. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let me fix that for you. Let me fix that. But uh, let me try to find how to fix that real quick. But yeah, now nah, you every if you're on TikTok and y'all know about this cat who you know it's it's a sandwich shop in Brooklyn. It's a sham. It's a sandwich shop in Brooklyn that uh. Well, no, it's a bodega in Brooklyn. Bodega in Brooklyn. The yeah, bodega uh, yeah, and it's uh, the, he, every everything he quote unquote makes is is done the Aki way, and the shit that he puts together, uh, for for uh for 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 him, I'm, I'm trying to pull. I'm trying to pull it up. Uh, let me get the let me get the guy's TikTok exactly. So, okay, all right. Cause I, I I gotta show this. <laughs> I got it, General Ock. Yeah, the, the 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 way that this dude be putting shit together, sandwiches, shit like that. Like, first off, I gotta we gotta find a way to get to this damn store. 
But it's this shout out to Rob Money One. This is the the TikTok. Love you today. Mm-hmm. I, and this you is know, the type of shit that Big E is doing out here nowadays. You know, I gotta stop in to get that Big E special, the Aki way with the side. A booty Three on the ground. Then we put the bacon on top of the ground. Once we put butter on the bread, now we put it on the ground. Now we put the cheese on top of the bread. This sandwich is fucking ridiculous, now but now I want it. Chop it up. Now we season it up. Now we put the bootios on the bread. <laughs> now, once everything is ready, now we put everything together. Look at all that I, shit. That's nah, that's a heart attack, bro. But see, a nigga that works out like that, they they eat. You got yeah, that it. Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> and a result. This shit looks good, though. OMG. <laughs> never, never, never. <laughs> yes, WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, that was dope. That was it's dope. great. It's great to see a person like that fucking succeed and then winning. I mean, just the whole new day overall, because you know, to again to know these guys grind from the beginning, and with shout out to Xavier who, you know, we if you, if you're paying attention, he's been going through it with the WWE. Well, you know, we haven't seen no up, up, down, downs and stuff like that because, you know, there's just another rabbit hole conversation, you know. But he's he's a dude that we've seen outside of their system. Kofi is not a dude that we've seen outside of their system. He is not a dude that we've seen outside of their system other than their, quote, unquote, farm system of OVW, Florida Championship, then coming up. Like, that's still all WWE. You know what I'm saying? So, But... To see the grind and all this shit that these cats, everything that these cats get, they deserve. They deserve I, because they. I, I go back to Big E when he was the first. You know, people forget he's one of the first NXT champions. Like when NXT mm-hmm. was nothing. You know, when it wasn't the brand it is now. Um, but like you said, it it it, it really it, it really it was a gimmick that really was not really landing well with fans, and then it just through the slow grind. It just got over and over to the point of like, if they ever split up New Day, I'll be so heartbroken. Like, I really would. It, well, and- it sounds like the key was they stuck with it. You know what I'm saying? They stuck with it when it was at its at its bottom, and they grind through that. They persevered through that, and now it's it is where it is today. So, but it took WWE convincing because that's one of them things that you got to remember. You mm. can try to keep a gimmick all you want. And we just, Ed mentioned the name Karrion Cross a little while ago. He had what people perceived as one of the greatest entrances to the ring in NXT. They brought him to the, to the main roster. They put him in like a fucking gimp outfit. Like a real like bootleg, like a bootleg, like high school movie set costume. Gladiator. Yeah. Fake gladiator costume. Keith Lee, who is the other person they just released, this guy had like he had the potential to be one of the single greatest on a main roster spot. But if you paid attention to his uh, climb up and grind upward, he also put in copyright claims on his name. Smart business move. WWE clearly didn't like that because they need a piece of everything. And so they gave the name change to Bearcat. 
which they tried to play it off to us as, oh, it was uh, uh, paying homage to a, bear, a wrestler named Bearcat Wright. We knew it was those who understand. They we knew it wasn't an homage to Bearcat, right? This was a WWE can own the name move, and yet he still did the job. But also, too, they sent besides his health issues and things like that, they sent them away off TV for a little while to learn the main roster big man style, because Keith Lee is a six three three hundred something pound dude. Who can do damn near lucha moves, but damn. they don't like. They picture, don't like that. They don't picture, like that. Picture the mayor doing a moonsault. That's what it was. I'm not <laughs> in my head. Am I? Am I? Am I? Am I lying? Right. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm talking like a beautiful like Charlotte Flair type of moonsault. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't no. It wasn't no something. No, no. <laughs> you gonna yeah. help me up to get this off type deal? Nah, he's nah none of that. <laughs> it was light. It was light work for him. Wow. And it's it's. I, you know what? We're not doing games of the week because this conversation here was dope enough. This is very organic conversation. But this was this. It was the. This was the thing of. It it, it was a. If it ain't in their vision, shit don't fly. But when we were talking, burn, we started off with the burning bridges talk. Mm -hmm. It's the wrestlers themselves who were caping because they were on the big time talking wild shit here and there on TikTok, on I mean on, on Twitter, places like Instagram, shit like that. And now you're out on your ass. You know what I'm saying? Luckily, the indie scene right now is as fruitful as it is. Because Ooh, these people yeah. will be able to get bookings somewhere. You know what I'm saying? At least there's work for them. At least there's there work for them. There's plenty of work out there. But thinking of like a Tessa Blanchard, Ed, I don't think she deserves to work anywhere. But you want to talk about the Burn Bridges queen? Like she's and she's been on this tour of repairing those bridges. I saw on her Instagram that she was at Sasha Banks. Uh, I think Sasha Banks has like a wrestling school. I saw she was with um, Thunder Rosa's school for a while. And and the thing is, she has friends in the industry. Now, I guess it's one of those things about forgiveness. I don't know how that works sometimes. I don't know how someone in her situation transitions back. Again, she's so gifted and talented. She's on that Charlotte Flair level. There's a reason that Impact Wrestling made her not the knockouts champion. They made her the heavyweight champion. Beating Brian Cage. Brian Cage is slightly smaller than Brock Lesnar. And they had her beating Brian Cage for their heavyweight title. That's how highly they thought of Tessa Blanchard. But she was disrespectful to a lot of the women of color in, in locker rooms. Um, it was a Puerto Rican wrestler in particular. I forgot her name. La Rosa Negra might have been. And I'm, I apologize for butchering that. But she was really, really, I mean, racist. That that's that's pretty much the accusation, and and so wow, it's interesting that Jeannie Bus, who runs Women of Wrestling, uh, this indie Indian uh, indie women's wrestling organization out in in Los Angeles, it's based out of Los Angeles. It's very interesting that Je Jeannie Bus, you know, the owner of the Lakers, who owns this company, is giving her a second chance. Now it's within the Bus brand. Let's remember 
Jerry, Dr. Jerry Buss gave Ron Artest a chance when nobody would touch. Nobody wanted anything to do with Artest. Made and him so, a champion. Yep. And so it, it, it is an, the Buss brand, like the Steinbrenner brands. The Steinbrenners were big on giving um, people with addictions issues a second chance, whether it was uh, Billy Martin, uh, you know, um, Strawberry, Doc Gooden. I, I'm missing a how. There was this white guy that was big cokehead. Giambi? Uh, no, oh. it was how. But yeah, he gave Giambi a chance when nobody would, like, you know, with the steroid thing. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how she repairs those bridges. It, it seems like there's got to be humility. There's got to be acceptance of what you did wrong. There's got to be, you know, the, the bridges I've repaired in my life. I've had to like, I had to eat the L. So I was in the wrong or I approached things the wrong way, like a hothead. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, I, I had to humble myself to fix those bridges. I'm not in a situation that Tessa is, nor do I wish that on anybody. Cause I don't know how you come back from that. Tessa used to be one of my favorite wrestlers. And now I don't know how I feel about her. Like mm. I, maybe I'll watch her. Maybe I won't. I don't know I, I, until it's there. I don't know, but you know, it, it, it's, you got to humble yourself. If you're going to repair those bridges, she seems to be doing the work. I don't know. Um, outwardly it comes off that way, but you know, it's one of those things to, to, I think having Jeannie bus behind her is a huge, huge plus for her. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. But, I didn't know that, but that's dope. That's dope. Good for, I mean, Hey, good for her. Like I, yeah, it, it's crazy how when just thinking about her name and people were passing that type of notion down on her father, saying that her father was just like the same way and things like that. I've heard and that too. There's, there's a, there's, I mean, it's hard. It's hard with Tully because we came up watching him, but we also got to remember where he came up. This is in the old deep, deep south where that was the thing. They were, you know, one of my favorites all to Arn Anderson would be would be caught in promos calling people boy and this and that and stuff like that. But when you listen to Arn Anderson talk nowadays, he's always had love for, especially thinking about like all the black wrestlers and things mm-hmm. like that. Like a cat, like, and we never hear these stories about Tully because Tully's things were different. Like when he disappeared from TV for a little while or disappeared from the game because. It seemed like he too burnt bridges, but not in the racial manner that we hear his daughter has. So, excuse me, interesting that we bring this burnt bridges thing up by way of professional wrestling, but mm-hmm. this shit is it's, it's crazy like that. And I know part of the reason why recent terms, if y'all saw my posts, I, I had to step away from Facebook because... Like I was in a, I, I've made the post before. Like I was close to making a real heel turn on people. Y'all know what heels are, and I had to step away from Facebook because that's generally not in my character. But I'm petty enough that it is in a way. But I don't let that side of me come out because it just don't feel like it's the real me. You know what I'm saying? And I, I had to step away because I personally wasn't doing right. Up here, I'm still doing. I'm still getting better. I, I'm working on finally getting myself to a therapist 
to, you know, to, to quell some of these things and try to find answers to make myself better, but to prevent this heel turn, because there are bridges for me. I think there are some bridges. There's one in particular I'm thinking of, but there are some bridges that need to be burned on my side, but I try to never burn bridges because you never know where those bridges could lead. But some of those bridges, you know, are pure bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of those bridges are the ones that, like, I, I need to try to learn how to recognize and just cut off at the past because they don't, they're not going anywhere. You know what and, I'm saying? They're not going I, anywhere. This comes with wisdom. I'm, I'm, I'm 45. You know, I was arrogant hothead. I, you know, as I mentioned earlier, arrogant, nobody hothead at, you know, 18 to about 30. But it, I think there's a difference between burning a bridge and just stepping away from toxicity or people that are bringing you down. That's not burning a bridge. That's looking out for yourself. And there's ways, there's positive ways to do that without having to napalm the whole village. You know what I mean? And, I, and it's not something that we learn till we get much older, to be honest. It, it's one of those like, is this worth it? As, as you get older, and your energies decrease, low T, I guess. I don't know what it is. <laughs> nah, <laughs> but but still, no, the we thing still is, get up over here. We still get up over here. <laughs> get that eugenics. <laughs> oh, become the big hurt. Become the big hurt. <laughs> but, but, my my point my point is is that you know you realize as you get older you only got X amount of energy. I, I've, I've learned, a, a good friend of mine taught me this, the opposite of love is not hate, but indifference. When you don't care whether something lives or dies, they're truly out of your life. And, and because hate takes energy. And I say that as someone who is a natural born hater, I came out the womb hating on things. Um, probably why I like running my mouth doing podcast stuff, but I, I love hating on things. But hate takes energy. It really, really does. So now- A lot of energy. Hate, if I'm going to hate something, like say Stephen A. Smith, I am going to accept that I'm going to use a piece of my energy <laughs> on that. <laughs> Whereas I'll ignore the other stuff that I'm just like, and even that, like I say that playfully because it, hate does take energy. It, it just, it's, it takes away so much from you. So I think, you know, to your point, um, there's, there's burning bridges and there's just walking away for your own sanity. And, and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Uh, I think the therapy thing is great. I, you know, I, I know people that have done it. I've done it a couple of times myself. I don't, I don't mind admitting that, but it, it helps with the anger issues. I mean, we're, I think also is, I, I think we, we saw that this week with, with the verdict, you know, um, Which as male minorities, with, with as male minorities, we're full of rage because we have to bottle it up because, you know, if, if, if people treated, if people got treated the way sometimes minorities get treated, yo, they would explode. I mean, look at look at what happened January six. January six is a good example of that. You know, um, I saw a meme going around that rage is a, a luxury for white people, and I'm starting to like believe that. Like, holy crap! Like, oh yeah, that's a good one. You know. <laughs> rage, <yeah. laughs> <laughs> my dreams, I see. 
no more. No need for the music anymore. I don't want to get no strikes. But yeah, I, I'm glad you swung it. I, I'm glad you swung it this way, Ed, because uh, because it, it, this this is where we need to go. And and you want to talk about people? And if you see the picture, the face of the judge and Ridden House in there, like y'all know what happened. This young Joker. <sighs> Driven across state lines by his mother, who the world claims is 38 years old, but looked like 58 years old, looking like Ooh. looking like looking like the woman from Throw Mama from the Train. Right? Freaking drove her son across state lines at the age of 17 years old with a, a with a freaking assault rifle to quote unquote protect property. Protect property in a state that you don't even live in. You're not even on these people's payrolls. But that's the alleged word of protect property, a.k.a. let's keep it real, protect whiteness. Because it's not that they it's not that many people identify with their cultures. Once you become white, like you're white, you're become a, 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 a part of a mass collective. You're not just of a culture, you know what I'm saying? Like that that's why I like white they they say whiteness is like a it's it's not it's just a it's not a it's not real. It's not real. You know, it's whiteness is not real because we all come from different cultures, cultural backgrounds. That's why I don't say race really anymore. It's culture and people hate that. Even people that look like me hate when you don't call it race anymore because it's not race. That's what we've been taught for years and for fucking decades and centuries. Race. No, it's cultural backgrounds. We all come from different cultural backgrounds. But the race thing got all lumped together once white became a thing. You know what I'm saying? And this kid, in some people's eyes, went out there to protect white supremacy. That's where some people see it. Some My people see is... it. Hold on. Let me. Let me yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. Go finish. Finish. No, my bad. I was like, some people perceive this as a protection of white supremacy. Some people perceive this as. Just an asshole. Like you're going out there to go to do what with that gun? When you're running out the house with a gun like that, what are you really going to protect? When you are not on a payroll as a security guard, as a police officer, what are you protecting? And the way this whole case was being played out, first off, shout out to Seuss to connect because he was saying this on the open on on the uh the, the owner's box podcast, like can can us people of the public go and try to research how we can get this judge disbarred? Because the way Word. he set the the way he set the table on all of this was atrocious. I mean, as soon as we heard his his little soliloquy about how you can't call them uh you can't call them uh what was it victims rioters. you can't call them victims you can't call, you can't them, call victims, them victims but you, you can, can call, call them, them rioters and looters. Yeah, you can call them rioters and looters, but you can't call them victims. That was just the setting of the table of this is going to get swept right over. You know, I mean, the, the fix was beyond in. The fix was beyond in. And the, the fake tears from this kid, the, the, the nonsense, the irony, though, and I'm not going to say who said it, but it was funny to me. When I said, you know what? I was like, yo, it's real funny how a lot of our people weren't. Well, I mean, we're upset. But we weren't really up in arms about this case. 
which again, if you think about it, this was white well, people out there making noise for us. You know what I'm saying? For our people. They were out there. Well, but the, person told me, he said, this is white people's problems the same hours. And I laughed that's what at I was, it. That's what I was I getting to because <laughs> th- th- this wasn't a person of color or a minority or anybody that he shot. He shot other white folks. So this is basically a white on white crime here. And I'm, I'm saying where, where the upset, why are more white people upset in arms for them, you know, for, for the actions that were taken against them? Like, where's your protest? Where's your rally? But usually then, none the of system, that, usually the none of that appeared. Oh, it did work in his favor, in, in Rittenhouse's favor, and they seen the right, they saw how justice was done to them like it gets done to us all the time. And that's not a position that they're familiar with unless it was like the OJ case or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like they're finally seeing, I don't know if they got it, but they're finally seeing how we get treated throughout the justice system historically. Like this is a systemic thing that happens day in and day out to this day. So for them to get a glimpse of what we as minorities and people of color go through with the court system, this is what it is. And like and you said, it. the judge set the table. The judge sets the table in all our cases. The prosecutor knows the judge. The judge knows the prosecutor. The cops know the judge. The bailers. Everybody knows each other behind the scenes. And they're all cool and shit. So this just goes into, uh, plays into your demise before you even get to trial. Yeah. Yeah. And it this whole thing was just crazy. But I got the picture of uh, what he was being charged with. I want y'all to go in on this. I got to step to the side real quick, but y'all, I want y'all to go in on this whole thing. So with me, that first degree intentional homicide, it's such a hard case to prove. I'm not a lawyer by any stretch. Um, Right. But I know at first degree, you gotta, you gotta do intense. You gotta do uh, mental state. It's so much to prove. It's so much to prove. Yeah. It's too much to prove. It's, 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 it's like you're shooting a, a half court three pointer. Right. Uh, unless unless your evidence is so good that you're like, okay, um, I don't understand. He bought a gun illegally, apparently, and even that got dismissed. And that that to me is one of the things where I'm like, yikes, this this fix is really in. Because, yeah, when when he wiped that charge of of a, a minor holding a weapon, I was like, well, I mean, they I think they piled on all these charges to throw it against the wall to see what would stick. And the main one that they thought they would probably get him on, the judge was like, nah, we're not, that's good. We're wiping that completely off the table. They were screwed after that point because there was so much to prove on the rest of these charges that they didn't have a leg to stand on in the first place. I don't, and I don't, again, I don't, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know what the law is in, in that particular state, but they couldn't put a second degree in there somewhere, just a, a lower threshold. I think they would have been better off with like a manslaughter charge instead of like the homicide charge. Yeah, they were going for the home run when they should have just been like, you know, we'll we'll be good if we get a double here and, you know, get them like like maybe three to five years instead of nothing. You know what I'm saying? Instead of going for the whole the whole boat. But like I'm like you. I'm no legal expert on this. So I I mean, my again, my degree is in law and order. 
that the TV show. That's it. You know, <laughs> so please, please, please don't sue me. Take it with a grain of salt. I don't, I've, I haven't pat. I, I, the only bar I know about is a candy bar. I don't know about bar exams. So, but you know, again, it, it's just to me, the, 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 the charge that bothered me the most, it's not the biggest charge of them all, but the, the, the illegally buying guns, I mean, I'm I'm pro Second Amendment to a degree, and I'm not just saying that because I'm Texas. I do believe in certain parts of the country where there is no, you know, where the cop is 15, 20 miles away, um, you should have the right to protect yourself and own a ratchet. I think it should vary from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. But that said, it just seems like this guy broke the law of being a minor with with. I don't, I don't know what kind of assault rifle. Like I'm again, I'm not gonna pretend like I know so about. It was an AR, you know, AR fifteen. I'm an NRA guy. It was an AR fifteen, which I, you know, from what my friends that play Call of Duty, that that's intent to kill. Like again, the the caliber <laughs> of gun. He had to refer the, to Call of Duty. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, the the caliber of gun, the buying it illegally. It's like you know, I'm. This is why we need better gun control. We don't maybe not to eliminate guns because again, I'm I'm second degree to a point, but like this guy seemed like he broke every gun law possible, and they still got away with murder. Well, it's the like, charges I, because I, I mean, I, I like it says intentional homicide, like intent re, in, intentional homicide, you know, reckless homicide. I could see maybe that, but. You can't deny the fact that the guy was being attacked when he shot them. So intentional homicide is going to be like there has to be a motive that he went over there to, to shoot somebody and kill them instead of manslaughter. What I think would be best in this way, he was defending himself and he shot shot the people who were trying to endanger him. You know what I'm saying? So, like you said, I think they went about it the wrong way in terms of lumping all these charges against him. And they put they backed them. They painted themselves in a corner. In terms of if they don't get these charges, they have nothing else to fall back on. Well, I don't think that's a again. It it, it all falls back to the judge too, though, because you could say well, the judge set the them, table, like you said. Yeah, yeah, you say paint them to a corner, but yet the judge told them what they can and can't say. Yeah, you know, we got to think about the prosecutor and all of that and what they were going for. They kind of they kind of were going for it all, if you want to say. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They kind of were going for it all. I, and, uh, and one, one one other thing, and I don't mean to make light of what is a very, very serious topic, but who brings their mama to a drive-by? Like, that's just like, I, I, I'm still stunned. Like, how do you tell mom, hey, mom, I'm grabbing the AR-15 or, they, or the AK, whatever it was. Uh, I'm going to go defend somebody else's Home Depot across state lines. Like what? She was like, like, yeah. How do you like, say, go get it, mom? Baby. Can you? She was like, exactly. go get him, baby. Go get him, baby. Do it. <laughs> go out there I and heard, protect I that heard, warehouse. Like she did that. Dudes. She did that like it was a travel team or some shit. Like Yo, I gotta right, go I score. Heard. I gotta go score goals in Minnesota. Like <laughs> this isn't this isn't an AAU travel like you know traveling team. This isn't. I, I'm like, yo, I've heard of moms take you to the prom, but moms take you to the shootout. Like, oof, like. I, I how she oh, I, I, everything about this case I I watched to inform myself, but I couldn't I couldn't deep dive because it's like again I only got so much energy left in my life that I I not that I don't want to pay mine and not pay attention, but I knew it was gonna mess with my mentals like I just exactly. like exactly I, I was you know and and 
you know, back to that broken soul thing. I'm like, I already know how this is going to go down. Um, you know what I mean? Like, and, and it's a shame that a lot of us are already, we're are used to this where it's like, this is some, there's no anger. I mean, there's anger, but again, that rage is, seems to be a luxury that, you know, this kid can have, but others can't, you know, so SOP standard operating procedure. Yeah. This, the, the one difference, as we mentioned, is, again, not the cultural differences and white people. White people now get to see the same, quote unquote, injustice that our people see. But the majority, like I had people that I work with, I made a joke of a Rittenhouse joke at work the other day and he said oh somebody said oh you mean kid who went out there and just got acquitted for self-defense and i was just and then and then he immediately went into well people are trying to make this racial it's not a racial thing i said hold on chill out (laughs) i never mentioned nothing about race (laughs) the man still went out there and killed people for what oh because somebody pointed a gun at him after he killed two people but it was about self-defense. Oh, well, somebody hit him with a skateboard. So he deserves to get shot. Niggas ain't got nut. Well, my- Niggas ain't got knuckle games. No, no, actually. No, yeah. no, no. Niggas no, don't no. have knuckle games no more. No, no, they don't. <laughs> they I don't. No, they don't. They don't. Yeah, they will get washed. Exactly. So, <laughs> to, to your point about self-defense, how subjective it is. Yes, it's self. De- it's self defense when you cross state lines with a ratchet to go looking for smoke, and then you got the smoke. But that's self defense. <laughs> he went looking, yo. He inhaled all that smoke. Like, oh, <laughs> but when Trayvon, when Trayvon is trying to defend himself from a rented cop, not even a real cop, a mall, what's essentially a degree higher than a mall cop, that's that. All of a sudden, self defense. Well, well, you know. Zimmerman or whatever his name was, he had to defend him. No, that so it, it's this pattern of self-defense means looking for smoke, inhaling all that smoke, and then when you choke on it, oh, you get a pass. I, I think that's the part where I, I get fired up and, and why I had to kind of step back because it's like the right to defend myself. Well, I you know, if I step out of my house with a ratchet pointing it in the air, there's a good chance I'm going to find smoke. That kid crossed state lines. He had his mama drive him state lines to look for smoke and he found it. And I guess he was arrogant enough to, to, to feel that he would be acquitted, which he was that, you know, he's pretty much blew the smoke back in our face. What it feels like. Yeah. Like I want to, I'm putting this back up again. YouTube commenter name. I don't understand. It looks like Hebrew writing kind of, but I want to see where this connects with what, what this we're talking about. (laughs) European basketball fans are crazy in Europe throwing flares of smoke, which really, really, this is European football, not really more basketball, but I've seen it in basketball games. No, it happens. Oh, yeah, oh, really? I, I, okay. yeah, I heard about I heard I heard basketball oh. games get crazy. crazy. Serbian Serbian games. Yo, uh, the Joker brothers, Joker brothers be flares oh. up in here. <laughs> <laughs> but let me finish. It says never stopping to cheer loudly, cursing. Go going beating with 
the crowd from the rival team sometimes. It was a little misspelled there and miswritten, but I, I understand it. I, I guess that person is trying to correlate it as, say, Rittenhouse was going to be one of those fans of a rival team to go out there to just start shit. Was it like it, what they call them in football? Uh, hooligans, where they just yeah, go out there. yes, Ultra, they go they out call there. ultras and hooligans, yes, hooligans, right? And they go out there yeah. and they just start smashing fans before they even get in the stadium, type shit, right? They just yeah. start bum rushing people. I remember seeing like a Vice special about like the quote unquote hooligans like that. I think in like Ireland and shit, where there was, there was like a movie a, about it. There, there was a whole club of people who like their intentions were to look for said smoke. That day yeah. of the game. So, you know, TJ, uh, that movie that you're talking about, it's called Green Street Hooligans. I do highly recommend it. It's about a kid from Harvard who goes and and ends up living. He he messed up at Harvard, so he ends up living in I think I want to say London, and it becomes a I think Millwall. I think that was the team. One of, but it becomes an ultra, a, a hooligan of one of these teams. And and like the mayor was saying. It, they go looking for smoke. It's they go to they go there to fight. They don't go there to watch the soccer game. And, right. You know, I, yeah, I it gets ugly. I, it gets ugly fast. I, I, I hate that stuff because it's bad. It's bad. It's listen. It is. I, I, I don't you don't want to take your wife and kids to uh we, we see it with I'm not trying to throw Philly fans under the bus. It's not just Philadelphia <laughs> fans. Um it's also Cleveland dog pound fans and the black hole, but and the Raiders, you know, yeah. The you don't you don't want to see you don't want to bring your kids and your wife to a situation where they may get stolen in the mouth. I, I just, might, I, I don't might. find that. I don't, I don't find that to be a good time. And, and for the teams, because this is still a business, you know, bringing the wife and kids means extra merchandise, extra concession stands, money, extra, you know, money for the team. So why would you want this passionate fans? And then there's, you know, Throwing fanatics, <laughs> fanatics, yeah. fanatics. Yeah. That's what they are, fanatics. I, mean, that, I don't. That, I never. Yeah, I never. That could I, be me if, next week. <laughs> that could be me next week because my brother got me and my father gate uh, tickets to Eagles Giants game at MetLife. So that, I Good luck. Be, if my father's <laughs> my father's a Giants fan. I'm the Eagles fan, but I'm the one that's still in my brain that you know, almost hairpin trigger ready to fight somebody because win or lose, I've been wanting to fight for some reason recently, man. But Woosa, Woosa, Take it back, Kung Fu Panda. Take it back, all right? But nah, but I guess what the YouTube commenter had made, it does kind of correlate because it does kind of look like that. Like this kid was a quote-unquote hooligan going to go with the with the, the 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 Milwaukee chapter or Minnesota chapter of said hooligans to go out there to quote unquote protect that that was the 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 hit it the mask that was the smoke screen of it all to protect property you it know? wasn't his Pro- it exactly wasn't his. and and the other pro well we already have problems with policing but the to know that the police told these people not to do it not to be out there doing that, but also kind of look to the side. And if they did what they did, they were on their side. I it's mean, a double we, standard. It's a double yeah. standard because if they assaulted one of them, then it had been mm-hmm. all hands on deck and everybody's ass is going to get beat. 
But if yeah, you do beat. it outside the beat, right? Beat, not shot and not killed, shot. but beat, <laughs> right? But if it goes the other way, we'll just turn the other cheek type deal. So it was a double standard from the jump. Yeah, it was a double standard from the jump. I'm I'm yeah. still stuck. He brought he brought his mama to a gunfight. Like no, his mama <laughs> brought him. No, his mama saying, brought no, him. But it was his suggestion. I'm saying, like, right. I can't see mama. Being, I can't see mama being like, "Let's go to that riot and cheer him on." Like, I just, I, I just, well, if like, we all uh, remember, if if we all remember the mother, from, hey, not, not even if, hey. if that was the same woman from uh from Goonies, right? Who from Throw Mama from the Train? Yeah. If we rem- if we remember, she was looking like that mama. That mama was with the smoke in Goonies. Yeah, she yeah. was. Um, yeah, she was. <laughs> But it, it, another turn, it, as they like to throw in family all the time, where was his daddy? Right? <laughs> where was his daddy? Where was his pops? I didn't even go to that one. Yeah, yeah. Where was his daddy in all of this? What was his pops doing? Why didn't he get a call? Nobody reached out to him? Maybe I mean, he didn't talk them out of it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know. he got... Maybe he wanted to be daddy, like his daddy. Maybe his daddy got killed in one of them. I'm going to avenge his <laughs> I just, I just picture, I just picture his, I just picture his mom to be like Ma Beagle from ever. Remember Ducktales, Ma Beagle? That's what I picture her to be. <laughs> oh my god! Yo, I'm sorry. I'll be, I'll be nice. I'll be serious. Yeah. <laughs> my bad. No, we, we, my we got, we got to laugh about it because at, oh, at the end of the day, man. we could be very upset. So that's, I'd rather laugh how, about it than. That's how. That's how I get my stress out. I got, I got a clown, Ma Beagle, taking you know her little <laughs> darling son to the gunfight. <laughs> yes, wow. this was, totally. Her. This was Kyle Rittenhouse's mother. And yeah. this is, with this, the ratchet in hand. That and this is probably how they looked in the car right here, the way I'm circling. <laughs> <laughs> you go get them nigger lovers. <laughs> oh, oh shit. But enough of that. We've debated on that long enough. So now we're up to the, the final topic because we've embraced this debate of wrestling and burning bridges. We've embraced this debate of this is white people's problem. But now it's time to go talk about the shit that we love the most, which is sports television. And the four-letter network that uh shout out to the seven the Panthers who said y'all don't need no more because y'all got us. They were the ones who kind of made this quote unquote embrace debate television. Famous. I mean, they even said it by way of first take. That used to be one of their slogans that they would throw. They plastered that shit all over the place. Yeah, they plastered yes. it all over the place. Em- embrace the de- embrace the debate. Embrace debate. And let's keep it real. I mean, hate them or hate them. There's a lot of slick tongues that are masters at what they do. I respect the hell out of Stephen A. Smith because besides this of being on the debate television shows. The man has truly been a grinder at what he does. He's grinded over the years is what he's does from journalism to TV to where he can earn this 10 mil a year or whatever it is, you know, whatever his contract is with ESPN. Like the man has put in the work to earn where he's at today. Then you got jokers like water pistol Pete, as they called him, Skip Bayless. 
you know, who again averaged 1.2 points a game in high school, but then had to qualify it to us by telling the story. But then they say numbers don't lie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he told us why that happened, and I respect that because we've all been shit on before. We've all had coaches that either didn't like us not or or you know. I've told my little league baseball story on how I got skipped on All Stars, and I was the I'm best sure player. Skip, on the I'm team. sure Skip Smouse got him in more trouble than than not back in the day. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I, that, probably, pro- probably. You know, every everybody loves Shannon Sharp because, like, to me, he's just become like hot take king, even though he does drop facts. But he's all right. Like people love him. Like he's the greatest thing since. He's good, but it's a lot of hot takes. But as I as I thought about us talking about this, like I said to Ed before the start, you was the first person that came to mind because you expressed it in our group, the Star Five Podcast group. You've expressed it in the other groups here and there how this type of television and this type of thinking is like is one that, in some respects, you can't stand. And I get it. I get it because I personally have fell off be- of some of it because I fell off a lot of it personally because a lot of these shows have become a recycling of the same points. As I mentioned to TJ talking about other shit before, that group thing. That groupthink type of mentality where I love ESPN and I'll say I love ESPN, but when you watch every single show from first take to PTI to Around the Horn to NFL Live to The Jump or formerly known as The Jump, like you end up hearing the same points of view just out of different mouths. You know, you know who's good at stirring a pot like that? To where Uh, people make it facts to where people be- turn these things into facts because these reporters these reporters took what they seen and add on what they think but then generally they're all saying the same thing like it's one big group meeting of this is what we're going to steer the people towards and that's it one thing that i mentioned in especially in the group or and on my page before I stepped away was you realize on these TV stations, you never see the disclaimer of the views and opinions that are said on this show are those those of the hosts and not specifically those of ESPN, Fox Sports, and otherwise. You never see that disclaimer, which kind of tells me they go with the method of these people's opinions are facts because they get paid to watch these games and tell people what it is. Until it gets them in hot water. Until it gets them in hot water, then they got to apologize. Oh, we never told them to do that. We never told them to say that, yada, 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 yada. That's because they go off script, if you want to call it that. Mm. <laughs> That's be- But mm. ultimately, where, where, where this really set in with me was just like, we can't even point the finger at television because this is the same shit that sports radio has been doing for decades before this type of television has been a thing. 
And let's remember that because back in the day, before we started to get the two and three host radio shows now, which even they spew some of the same facts we hear on TV or opinions based off of numbers and facts that we hear on TV. It used to be one person. It's the reason I can't facts. listen to Mike Francesa right now. <laughs> I, I've, never been, I've never been able to listen to him. I've never been able to listen to him. Boomer Carton is the worst. The whole, the whole one hundred one point whatever. The fan that station is terrible. It just sounds like whiny. It sounds like crybaby South Shore Staten Islanders that think they know everything. First time, long time here. That's what even ESPN. But even ESPN radio became the same thing. Like when I when when uh, what's the dude? Damn, what's the dude's show that I was on? There, there was I, I forgot. No, I was on. Ryan Ryan Lumberg. Oh, cool. Carl Lumberg. Robin yeah. Robin Robin yeah. Lumberg. Robin Lumberg. Robin, Robin, right. Cool yeah. as cool as fuck. Not just because he let me on the show. That time he did. You know, I was up in their studios on the show this one morning. Cool as fuck. But when you listen to him, he was going. It it sound. I, I I'm gonna keep referring to it as on script. He talked more off script, where it became a conversation. And he invited more fans on to discuss things via conversation more than, nope, this is how it is. This is the, and next caller. Like, that type of shit is gone. This is why a place like this is beautiful because, yo, we invite y'all all all the time. Y'all want to come through, talk, all that shit? Cool. You know what I'm saying? Come, come through and speak because we all have different points of view. We all don't fall under the same talking head bullshit, and that's that's the problem. (laughs) But that's I just wanted to say that it's we we hate the television, but then we forget that this shit was radio. This shit is the same thing they did on radio, but sometimes by one person. And that that's the thing, other. Media has expanded. You know, when when I was coming up in journalism, you were either a newspaper guy or gal, a radio guy or gal, or a TV guy or gal, and those three barely intersected. Um, as I progressed in my career and I got to Latin Post, where I was now running my own sports department, I couldn't be just newspaper guy. I had to create podcasts for the platform. I had to create YouTube's. There's YouTube's of me out there talking about wrestling. I have no business being in front of a camera, but I had to do it because I had to evolve to being everything now. Mind you, the pay never went up. <laughs> you got to do more, <laughs> but the pay never went up. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's, 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 you know, when I first started in this business, in the business of journalism, it was, it was very segmented. You know, you had your op-ed page and you had, you know, your sports talk radio. And I grew up in New York, so it was WFAN. When I was living in Boston, it was WEI. I can't stand WEI. They're the um, worst. So if you've been in Boston and heard them, you, you already know. Um, it's to, to me the precursor of Barstool uh, Radio and Barstool Podcasts and, and that whole thing. Um, and in fact, they take a lot of the talent there. I digress. Um, but you're right. It, you know, when people talk, you know, people talk about Howard Stern and what he did for radio and, and his name belongs up there because he, he made talk radio so profitable. Shock Jock. Yeah, Shock Jock. But, but at the same time as Howard Stern was doing this, so was Mike and the Mad Dog. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I did not listen to when I was landscaping in Bensonhurst with my crappy little, you know, Walkman. 
for those people that are old enough to remember their Walkmans, um, <laughs> mowing lawns for people that didn't like me or disrespected me. I, I zoned out listening to Mike and the Mad Dog. And, and you know, it's it's interesting how I've evolved from like, oh, I used to love Mike Francesa to I can't stand the guy. Now. Um, you know, and, and, and it's just he's old white guy to me. My perspectives have changed. My experience have changed from between now and then. But I think, you know, the three guys that, that made talk or debate profitable, the three entities, Howard Stern, because that led to like Opie and Anthony and the whole Shock Talk Radio, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike and the Mad Dog, because they proved that you can make money talking sports. And Rush Limbaugh, mm-hmm. because he proved you can make money selling conservatism. Or politics, right. if you will, because it, it, conservative politics media tends to make more money than liberal. I don't know why. It just tends to be the case. Um, Limbaugh made a lot of money doing what he does. But I think those three entities led to what we see as Embrace the Debate. Now, to your point earlier, I think where I disputed a little bit, I would also throw in shows like Crossfire on CNN. I think ESPN saw that business model and it's like, wait a minute. You see over there where Tucker Carlson and, and James Carville are, are fighting with one another and you see their ratings. We can do that here. And then all of a sudden, and, and they took that. It literally first take is the same exact formula as the old yeah, exactly right. fire. Yeah, exactly you know, right. Sitting across from each other. You have to take a different. And so the thing I like about platforms like this, I don't want to embrace debate. You want, you want what I want to embrace? I wish people would embrace conversation. That's what I wish people would embrace, conversation. I know it's not catchy. It's not a hashtag like embrace debate. But like you and I, all of us here can disagree about a variety of things. And it will be all love afterwards, you know. And I'm sure with them, it's take because to me, hashtag everything is wrestling. That's kayfabe to me. That's that's fake. That's not even real debate. I don't I don't even know if half the time. I don't even know if half the time they even agree with what they're saying. They just want they want clout chasing as as the cool kids call it. They just want the yes, clout. yes. Um, it's just like I, politics. What you just remember, what you just said there is just like politics, red or blue, Republican Democrat. As soon as they hang it up and call it a day in Congress, they are right down the block on U Street, yucking it up, drinking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's the same shit. <laughs> you and, know and, what? And, and, Go ahead. No, and, and and once it gets personal, what happens? Stephen A. Smith got a because he's the biggest dog in the yard. You know, he makes the most money. He he bullies the guy out, or not bullies. I don't. I don't. I'm not gonna put that on him. Um, the man's busted his ass to make 12 million a year. It irks me that he makes more money than MMA fighters or NF, or, or more guaranteed money than NFL players. But that is the market. It is what it is. You know. I can be mad all I want, but it is what it is. He he generates revenue. He generates revenue where he justifies that. But at the same time, it's like now I have him talking about MMA. Why is he talking about the Euro? Right. Why is right. he talking about boxing? boxing? I can. He you know what? Sucks even, at boxing. He sucks I'll at leave, boxing, bro. I'll is even it? let it. I'll even let it slide. I'll even let that one. Slide. No. Here's, no. Your an- here's your an- here's your answer, Ed. Here's your answer, though. Look back, look back at yourself and what you said before. True. You got to do more with less and the pay don't increase. We're paying you this much money. Dance, nigga, dance, get over there and do this. And you know what? Props to him for even stepping up and taking it on because you know what? It's a challenge. It's still a challenge. 
the man accepts the challenge and goes in head first. We can sit back as probably veteran analysts in certain things, but he's in the position, he's been afforded the position to do such a thing. And so yeah, it's then, he he doesn't do the homework. Is it like he barely does he gets handed a paper with all the hot points and he discusses them and then he gives his opinion, which is so far fucking left. That you're like, what are you talking about? Like, it doesn't even half the shit he says sometimes doesn't even make sense when he's out of, out of side of his sport, basketball, and maybe some baseball. But when he comes into like, like Ed said, boxing and MMA, this guy's uh, he's in deep water, and he's just you know waiting around trying to waiting for somebody to bail him out to pick him up. It's just like it's crazy the shit he says sometimes. But I at, at ten at ten twelve million dollars a year. If, yeah. they need you, if they need you to do the job, do it. Even if all you know is the big catchphrases. He's big time. He's a big time playmaker. He's this. He's that. The bad, bad man. Hey, he plays <laughs> his role. He knows He knows what he knows and plays his role. I don't think he's ever went out there and called himself an expert on any of that other than basketball. Box office, yes. His box office is another one of his big ones. But that's okay to me. Like that's okay. Sometimes you need a sideshow in them pieces. It's like when they bring up. It's like here the one thing I I, I could compare that to. Bring up popular rapper actor A here. They don't know shit on on shit. Sometimes they know their one team and this and that and the third. They got an album coming out, but yet they bring them up. Why? Because they have a following. They are it's notable. part of the machine. It's a part it's of the machine. part of the machine. Would they bring people up like us who have honest opinions and analysis from what we watch? No. I've made that point on my thing several times over. Yo, I need to get a person like, yo, we need to get me up there because they're making points that I made on the podcast three or four shows ago. <laughs> but, ain't no, but ain't nobody listening to us. And... <laughs> I, I can remember one specific. Sarah Tag Rob. Shout out to Rob Swift, who's doing big things with ESPN College Game Day and all that. But he said, "Ain't no shot if you black and you ain't an ex player, you ain't getting on there, right? Or if you and, if you ain't an ex journal, if you ain't a journal, you ain't getting on there." And but I'm not throwing shade. He spoke the truth. He just even spoke if you're the truth. Even if you're a journalist, all right, like. Who are they gonna take? Little old me, nobody, or uh JJ Barea, even though he was the 15th man or whatever on the bench, he's probably he's better looking than me, probably. Well, actually, I've met him. I know he's better looking than me. Uh, <laughs> he's better looking than me. Um, he's articulate. I may be a little bit smarter, I feel like, but you know, he's he's articulate enough where he can get his points across. So who would you rather have on TV? The ex jock. Or the nerd that you know went to school for this stuff that you know maybe can ponder about it a little bit more outside so, of the script. But so, so that's the, you know, I just want to make the point. I want to answer his question, and mm -hmm. then you could go ahead, TJ. But that's where I agree with the ex-athlete being on these shows because the ex-athlete has that experience, has that inside knowledge of what a locker room looks like, what meeting rooms look like. They were there. 
they are going to tell it better than the person who just made their living sitting on the sidelines saying, mm-hmm, I seen that. Mm-hmm, I seen that too. <laughs> the athlete was there. But you need, I, and but you need balance. But you need balance. You do. I, I started yeah. to interrupt. Okay. You, you do Agreed. need balance Agreed. from, Agreed. from that Agreed. outsider of the bubble. The, the, the term dumb jock exists for a reason. I heard that name. He gets props for me too because some people might not like the takes he makes, but sometimes it's just a hard truth that you might not want to understand or you might I, not want to hear from him. I see Kendrick Perkin is trying to get a Stephen A. payday and will say anything to get that. I get it. Listen, I ain't mad at him. I ain't mad at Stephen A. Smith for the money he makes. Hell, I'd be a company man for 12 mil. I'd be wearing Mickey Mouse, ear, Mickey Mouse ears right now, a shirt. A Marvel, I'm, shoot, I'm wearing Marvel now, so hire me now. You know what I'm saying? Respect like, the T-shirt. Respect the T-shirt. Respect the T-shirt. But, but like you know, at, at twelve mil, I would be a company man too. I would be if Joe Rogan's a company man for UFC because he's getting paid a lot of money by UFC to be a and, and Daniel Cormier is accused of, of being a and and I get it. You know when when you're making, you gotta protect you gotta protect your chickens as 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 Marshawn Lynch said. I get yeah. that, but right. I think I think where it becomes bad is when it's like there's embrace debate and then there's embrace stupidity and there's a lot of people just saying dumb shit to get that's the bad clicks. that's the part that's and, the part and that's the problem and that's the problem with me. I said this in 2014 I think it was 2014 I was on a panel for a sports business journal not trying to fluff my head up or whatever but I was on a, a fan perspective hey, and I said I, I said back then the problem with this is that people are going to confuse this with journalism instead of opinion now if you have a hot if you have an opinion that LeBron sucks and doesn't belong in the top 75 or the NBA 75. If that's, if your mind's already made up, you're going to gravitate towards pundits. And I don't call them journalists. They're pundits because they, mm-hmm. only, it's the op-ed. Very good words. Very good word. They're, they're going to gravitate to the pundits that are, are of their bubble view of their vision of things. And we see it not just in sports. You want- I was going to say politics. Well, you want, I was going to say the perfect way, and we're going to throw it to TJ's points. You want to know the perfect way we see exactly what you just said there? When they want to say, talk about, say the topic is, I'll just take my Eagles. Jalen Hurts has the most rushing yards as a quarterback, but through 30 interceptions this season. The highlight clips they'll show is him running touchdowns. But then every single bad passing play possible just to drive their point home, TJ. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. My thing is, I, I want to get your two perspective. So how do you feel about the Lebertards, the Colin Cowherds? Because those dudes are like kind of outside the box. And even like Bomani Jones or El Amin Hassan, you know what I'm saying? Like Lebertard, oh, Cowherd. <laughs> he, I, one, I say you gotta respect because him. You gotta I, respect I don't, him a little I bit. don't, I, yeah, yeah, not nah, coward. I, I just don't like Fox Sports anything. I just don't like okay. Fox Sports anything. But his takes sometimes be Skip Bayless esque, beyond left field. That is just like, but I give it up for the people who think outside of the box because that's what I do. You thinking, but his thinking outside of the box. It's weird. It, it, it's weird. It, it's weird, 
and it feels like right wing weird. Even when he was on ESPN, where he, he was careful. Lebertard's level of thinking, that's the man. To me, and Annie, that's the man right there. Dan mm -hmm. Lebertard is the part because of it's not that he's just injecting his opinion. He'll actually put in research with fact. But then also is not against saying fuck you to the system, the same system that was paying him. No, he speaks truth to power. Mm -hmm. He speaks you know truth to saying? power. Mm -hmm. And and it Go was ahead. more it was more entertaining from him too. That's the difference. Is his is he was giving he wasn't giving the same when he was on ESPN. He wasn't giving the same talking points as everybody else. It was different. No. The reminded me of me with my bridge burning days in that he got off on that, on, on telling truth to power. Yes. At the risk of his own paycheck. Um, yeah. I, I like the guys that think outside the box to a degree. It, it depends what that box is. I think Colin, Colin Coward, uh, with him, it, it's a matter of like, I think he's a pseudo sociologist. He tries to make this about bigger issues into his credit. I think we need more of that in sports, whether it's right wing or, or left wing, whatever. Um, but I think, you know, to me, when my beef with him was he when he got racial with the, saying the comments he made on ESPN about the Dominican players. Well, of course, baseball is an easy sport. Why Dominicans can play it like that to me was like and then he yeah. tried to use some pretend sociological point to make his point and, and that's kind of where I have an issue. It's he he does these intellectual gymnastics that are above his pay grade. That are more in <laughs> Bamani Jones pay grade to be honest. Yes. Yes. And, yes. Um not cuz we who, met Bomani, not cuz we met Bomani, but Bomani is one of the best out yo, there. Bomani used to teach yeah, like economics yeah. at like UNC if I'm not mistaken. Like that's that's a smart dude. Um but I think a worse example of at least Colin Coward, there's there's a degree of, of 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 he's more palatable, I think, to a more centrist audience. Then there's someone like uh, Travis Clay, who's also on Fox Sports, where he's very political. He wants to be Breitbart of sports. He wants to be on uh, Fox. Not well, he is on Fox News, but he wants to be Fox News of sports. And Just so, like the dude, um, what's the guy's name? Will, um, Kane, Will Kane. Will Kane. Well, yes. well, he let, oh he, my well, God. But he he came he came from CNN politics, being the right wing guy on shows like Crossfire, to being the right wing guy for Stephen A. Smith. Now back to his his more natural habitat, which is Fox News. So now and and he's the guy now that in Fox News they used to talk about sports as well as the barstool guys because they bars Tucker Carson loves the barstool guys, and so and that's kind and that's kind of the thing. I'm okay with if. if I'm okay with embracing debate if we're having a conversation like this, where I don't like embracing is stupidity, like Barstool, like a Clay Travis, like um like the person that actually, I like the person I actually a fight. smart dude. I just don't agree with him. Yeah, like the person I, you want to fight. Like like <laughs> I, I, I you know what we took we used to clown Will Kane all the time on the show, but I agree with that. Smart guy, smart guy, he didn't need to be in sports. Because he knows where his bread is. He knows where his bread is buttered, though. He like he knows yeah. his audience. But and, then and, there's... And, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. No, and, and to his credit, he knew he knew when to step away from the Disney. You know, 
He used he yo he pimped Disney. He pimped the Mickey Mouse. Yeah, yeah, he got his name out that. there. He got his name out there on a national stage. And he's in yeah. a better situation, more comfortable situation at Fox News than he is still doing sports and still talking about uh sociological aspects of sports. But he gets to do it in his pond, in his you know, natural habitat as opposed yeah. to ESPN. But yeah. then, like I mentioned, you got the people, like I said, the fat man that I still want this boxing match with. You got the person who <clears throat> it's like at, did, Marcellus Wiley is a guy who his turn like surprised me. Yeah. In a way. His yeah, turn but surprised I think, me. I think that's because the network he was on, though. Because he's on Fox now, too, I believe. Yeah. 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 But then you got the, the the Nick Wright, who's just one of the worst. Um, what's his name? I think Emmanuel Acho changed up some too. No, not Acho. Is it the the, the cat who um he was a linebacker in the league? He's on the NFL, but he does. Oh a lot of yes, 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 yes. I know who you talking. Is it about. Emmanuel Acho or somebody I else? His name. It might no, be. Him. I think it, but it was the black dude who was on ESPN, who's now with the Fox Sports team, who kind of turned like. Marcellus Wiley, which it feels like it's like the the more staunch black Republican side, but it's not that it's like again I like like Ed said, I I don't listen to Fox anymore because it's just as Fox, but that other side like you still need it to be fair. You still need that other side of opinion to be fair to a point, but not from the fat man that like I said I, I'm ready to box because his is just blatant like. He just comes out with left field shit that is just like fuck you. I'm saying Jason this shit. Shit lock. Jason Shitlock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Jason. But, but, for the people who don't in, know what we're talking about, it's Jason Whitlock. I, no, Shitlock. I, I actually got it. Right. I, I got it. I got I got because I, I, I want to fight him too. Although he got an easy 200 pounds over me, like he. Fight me. I'm not even gonna lie. He can't catch you. He can't like, catch I, you. Ed. I, he can't catch you. He's he's got good nah, three swings no, in man. him. I, he's got I, a good three swings in I him. I can get on my. I if he, put me in a cage. I go for the knees. With him, I, you got to go for the I, knees, bro. That, go for the knees. Bicycle. He's, he's, my knees are the same, man. He's he's ain't the same either. Hold on, hold on. You gotta you gotta do him like King Hippo. You gotta do him yes. like King Hippo. What's he put like a <laughs> hit him in the stomach? Oh, hit them but, ten. But, you can't stop but, punching once you get him in the stomach, and then he falls. <laughs> this is, this is, but to your point, this is why I stopped watching not just Fox. I, I only watch ESPN and Fox now, Fox Sports for live programming, meaning the live sporting events, whether it's yes. Champions League yes. or whether it's you know NFL. I can't, because of guys like Whitlock, I can't watch the shoulder programming, as they call it in the industry. I just can't. Mm -hmm. I, right. I just, one, it's repetitive, like you said earlier, and two, it, it's just like, you know, I'm hearing dummy take. It, it's, I want to listen to stuff that's going to make me feel smarter or I learn something or entertain any of those three. That's where you get the Lebertards and the Bamani Joneses. Yeah, you know what I'm I, if I feel if I feel like I learned something or I got entertained or or, or intellectually tickled, if you will, for lack of a better word, I, I I can jive with that kind of embrace debate. But when we're talking about, you know, I, I saw Stephen A. Smith complaining about the Nets. The Nets are in first place. One, you're a Knicks fan, so say that off jump. You hate the Nets. <laughs> Two, like why why are you trying to create problems where none exist? Oh. Kyrie Irving, Kyrie isn't even in the equation. Kyrie Irving betrayed 
Kevin Durant. He's, li he's living. He's living rent free in Stephen A's head for sure. And so and so, sure. I looked it up. I'm, I looked it up because my friends text me stuff. I don't even like the clicks because clicks equal money for these guys. So I don't even like clicking on stuff. So my friends are sending me this, and I'm like, well, let me look it up. What what, what happened? Okay, they lost to the Warriors. Okay, that happens. Okay, you know. And then I look at the standings. I'm like, yo, they're in first place. So he's just trying to create a drama that doesn't exist. And and again, it goes. I go back to the model of crossfire of, of CNN and MSNBC and, and, and Fox, they create these culture war dramas that don't exist, you know, like transgender people in the bathroom that only affects 1% of the population. But if you look at Fox news, Oh my, there was that one year, you know, where that was the big news. Oh, you know, it's like transgender people in the bathroom. And however you feel about that issue, it's just, yo, I mean, we live in New York city, so we're used to, LGBT culture all over the place, but like we really, see people I mean, being in the bathroom regardless if it was right or wrong. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> but if you if you live in Fayetteville, you're thinking, oh my God, it's Sodom and Gomorrah, end of the world, and, and it's like, and so it's sports is taking the same formula of creating drama that doesn't exist. And it's I think that's edge. my issue with that. It's, it's like when Crazy. you can tell it's a slow news day when it's like K KD went. Uh, uh, 12 for 12 for 15. Is he having an off day? Is he having an off week? Like, what are you talking about? He, sh he should have shot 100%. That's what he's saying. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't get, like you said, Ed, I don't get why people get the, the like you said, it affects 1% of the population with the transgender thing. People be in the bathrooms. Listen, I took the Staten Island Ferry one time. I saw somebody getting their taxes done in the bathroom. Okay. So <laughs> you see, we've seen crazy shit in the bathroom before, but um, I hope it wasn't the new mayor because I heard a homeless guy does his taxes. Okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going I'm to I'm stop. I'm going to stop because I need to get a job. I may have, I'm going to stop. I, I, I like him. I'm gonna stop. I need to get a job. So I don't. I don't. That's, I have to. I, I, I cannot burn bridges. We gotta draw those full circle. Build a Bajo 2.0, in my opinion. I mean, the whole topic of debate is 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 two people with uh differing uh views, either agreeing or respectfully ag uh, disagreeing. And making valid points for their arguments or for their statements, but that has gotten so blown out of proportion on a on a level above even the basic premise of what a debate is. Now that it, like you said, opinions are made facts, and people run with that shit. And it's like the algorithms when you go search for the shit is going to lean toward lean right into what you are looking for. So that just brings a ton of more shit on top of solidifying your opinion as fact and that's and that's where it just goes completely off the rails at and that's the problem and and again i one of the terms one of these new terms that i hate my truth yo if, if my <laughs> truth if my truth is the sky is green that don't make the sky green you know my truth nah man like you want to speak your side of the story yes but and 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 again it, it's I love embrace conversations. Embrace debate has been poisoned by the Stephen A. Smiths, by the Tucker Carlson's, by the Hannity's, because these are entities that are making a lot of money off of blowing hot air and out of just creating drama where none exists and, and, and triggering people. To, that's one term I do like, 
that that is a thing triggering people that it is and man listen my truth is funny to say that because my truth for decades has been under this gut i got a six pack which i did <laughs> but it was under a layer hey, of fat hey a few dan, layers dan, of fat. dan you're a big mind you're a big man who identifies as skinny Hey, we could do that nowadays. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't attack my fake. Don't attack my guys, phone. Guys, I gotta work eventually. I can't. I, I got work. Don't attack, don't attack my pronouns. I'm a, I'm I'm 150 pounds. You can't tell me otherwise. You can't tell me otherwise. But what I can tell y'all otherwise is that this was done. This is dope. I needed this because fuck many of y'all out there. I'm ready to still ready to fight most of y'all. Like that's just where I'm. The heel turn is eminent, people. Yo, the heel turn is eminent. Real talk, real talk. Yoga. <laughs> I, 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 yo, I laugh all you want. I highly recommend yoga. I'm telling I feel you. you. I got. I, I, I want. Ever, I want to try that. For my anger issues, yeah, try that DDP yoga. I'm not even like yo. I I used to. If 18 year old Ed knew that 45 year old Ed is advocating yoga, there'd be a hate crime going on right now. <laughs> but. but 45-year-old, 45-year-old Ed, 45-year-old Ed will take 18-year-old Ed aside and be like, my dude, this is good for you. You're going to need ain't this. It. This so, ain't it, young This ain't yeah, it, right? yeah, you know. oh, Yo, I, I wish I knew about yoga when I was 18. Jesus, I'd avoided so much. But yes, yoga. My, my uh, advice is Wusa. Yoga. The 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 best Please. advertisement for yoga was this right here. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they need shit. to run with that. <laughs> well, you know what to do, Ed. We're done. Sure. Uh, I want to shout out my dude Fuzz, uh, my partner in crime on the End Fuzz Freak Show. You can sporadically find us because we're idiots on uh, <laughs> Facebook on uh, on face our Facebook page. Uh, also. I want to put over, as they say in wrestling, I want to put over his uh, his music. Uh, go bar, Fuzz Biscuits, Bar Rescue. If you're into wrestling and hip-hop, I think you'll get a kick out of it. He's actually pretty good, but I'm biased. Action Bronson before Action Bronson was a thing. So, but Oh, nice. Uh, thank you guys uh, for having me on the show. I, I'm glad I was able to make you smile, Dan. Uh, yeah, he's run, he's was, run he's longer than something. hit. He's he's run longer than hit row, TJ. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, TJ. Uh, <laughs> yo, uh, before we get out here, shout out to Don Don the Young Phenom for the Uno Tournament champion uh, yes, that we yes, uh, we just yes. had it in the World Uno Domination Tournament. Shout out to the young man uh, taking the title as El Grand Campeon of the Uno Domination Tournament. Shout out to Monk. For washing them up and letting them know who the real champ is at the end of the day. Did he win? Did he did he smoke? Monk, he smoked, yeah. Monk smoked him. Smoked him like that brisket you got down there, buddy. <laughs> uh, good to know that that matchup went on, but that's family though, so they could have played that yeah. anytime. Yeah. Um, also, you know, peep the barcodes above and below to get uh to come on the podcast. Uh Starting Five Podcast page, as well as the Starting Five uh, Five Podcast website uh, for all your merch. Uh, hit us up anytime you want to get on the show. Great show today, fellas. Ed from Long Distance from Three. Thanks for dialing in, brother. Appreciate you having you me. on, man. Appreciate it. Love the T-shirt, by the way. Love Thank the T-shirt. <laughs> just just saw the movie the other day. It was really good. I liked awesome. it. Highly recommend. Yeah. It. yeah, it was. It was. It was good. 
Um, shout out to everybody participating in the comments. Shout out to everybody in the group. Mayor, thanks for uh, coming on and making this a dope show. Love to see you on here. Can't wait for next week. And, uh, you know, enjoy your reprieve from the social media. And, uh, you know, like uh, my man, my brother Ed said, Wusa, brother. Wusa next week, Sunday, bro. It's take just take like some CBDs. Take some CBDs before you go to that Philly Giants game, man. <laughs> it's, it's, just a, it's just a hiatus from Facebook. I'm still on TikTok, which you can find in the QR code there. It's still on the Instagram that you can find in the QR code there. Scan that. That's to our link tree, as TJ mentioned, that brings you to everywhere, starting five related. Um, but yeah, fuck Facebook for right now, man. I'm. It's not as bad as fuck Twitter, but fuck Facebook. I think so our then, Twitter. I think our Twitter's on there too. Dan, so you're taking a menopause. You're taking a menopause. Hey, yo. <laughs> I, 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 I guess I, I am. Gotta get a job, guys. I, <laughs> I guess I am having menopause. I guess I am. Holy shit. I ain't even think about it like that. I might, have to, I might have to go sign back in just to say I'm taking a menopause. One time. <laughs> Holy shit. But that's it. That was the perfect way to end it. Menopause to end the rest of this episode. Peace. We'll see y'all next week. Hashtag disabled planets. We'll, we'll see y'all. We'll see y'all. We'll try to see y'all if we can on a different day next week because I mentioned. Yes. One You'll o'clock be at the, game. the Eagle Giants game and yeah. All right. So peace. Peace out, yo. Peace.